Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. Hello, food fans. That's right. We say food fans and not foodies. My name is Danny Palumbo. With me is James Austin Johnson, and you have stumbled upon the Macaroni Zone, the podcast that feels like eating a pancake right before bed, which is something that I've done twice in the last week. Wow. To fall asleep. You know why, James? Why? Because I always have the things to make a pancake. Pancakes. I feel yeah. like we all do. You know what we do, Danny, and I'll tell you why uh, uh, I say that? It's because uh, whenever Becca and I are watching Chopped, we have this inside joke when we're watching Chopped, which is... No, they making pancakes? I'm looking down at my basket. <laughs> I'm thinking pancakes. We, we say that all the time. Really? I'm looking down at my basket. I'm thinking pancakes. So is that something... I don't think they do that that often in Chopped, but that's like, if I'm on Chopped... That's the first thing I'm doing <laughs> is like trying to, okay, this is going to be my flower, unquote. Right. We're going to mash that up and then we're going to make a patty. You we're could technically in put salad. anything in a pancake inside of the batter no. on top of the pancake. If it's a dessert. So all it needs to be is runny and spread out and then flipped. It's like, there's no technique to it. It could easily be an appetizer also because you could make a savory pancake. It wouldn't fit in the dinner round or in the, the main course, but as I an be appetizer, so quick to say that, Danny, because mm. you know the that judges you've been... would hate it. No, no, Scott no, no, no. Conan it would doesn't hate have it. to be a flour pancake. It, it can be the corn pancake, the corn pone thing yeah. that that you get with at barbecue places. Uh, when I go to get barbecue, in I'm from Tennessee. Okay, so if I'm getting Tennessee barbecue, which is mm-hmm. the pork butt, it's pork butt everything. There's no okay. There's no beef. I mean, there is. is. They offer it, but I'm not touching it. Which is I'm getting the also technically the shoulder. Shoulder. They say pork butt. They say butt. It's not the butt. It's not the butt. It's, but it's, it's it a, is the it's butt. It's a weird cut of the shoulder. That's what they call it, though. They call it the butt. I know. And uh, it's confusing because you want to grab it. That's yeah. why they call it the butt. <laughs> and uh, I don't often go for. I, I we extol the virtues of Wonder Bread a lot. I don't often go for the Wonder Bread most of the time or the bun. I don't even like the sandwich. If they have the corn uh, pancake, that's my pusher for my barbecue plate. If they offer that. And they do. They have that a lot at a barbecue place. At a barbecue get a place, corn pancakes. Corn pancakes, and that's your that's your starch. I've never You've never seen that. Heard of this? Never oh, I seen s- it. I see it all. Is it the a Tennessee time. thing? Must I'll tell you be. right now, it's not. A, it's not a Texas thing, because I've been to a lot of barbecue in Texas, and they don't. And I and I. It's all s- bread. It's all like bread, bread, white bread. No, it's it's white bread. It's it's you get your little. What about a corn muffin? Lunch tray. Sure, corn muffin, corn bread, actual uh, corn bread, potato salad coleslaw, stuff like that, and then, you know, Wonder Bread, White Bread, onions, pickles. Should we really be calling cornbread cornbread? It's more like a corn cake. <laughs> it's well, almost oh, a because, cake. Because there's a lot of sugar? Just the structure of it. I mean, it rises yeah. and it's, you know... The, I grew up look on corn it. muffins. Corn muffins. And they're great. Yeah. But pancakes, I have eggs, I have flour, I have baking soda. Mm-hmm. I didn't have milk this time. I was like, I got a can of coconut milk. Mm-hmm. Put a little coconut milk in yeah. there. I might have been a little drunk. Probably, probably so. I need, I need a little, I need a little send me off, a, a yeah. little, a little push out into the ocean on my raft uh-huh, to go uh-huh. to sleep. 
And uh, that has been a pancake every so often because I don't have a lot of bread at home. I don't buy like a loaf of bread very often mm-hmm. because I know I'll just fucking You'll eat it eat all it. day. I'll yeah. eat it with peanut butter. I'll eat it with, you know. Nothing makes me more disgusted with myself than when I realize I've had like half five, a loaf of bread. Yeah, five slices of bread no in one day. It really makes me feel so awful. That's why I don't keep bread. But every so often, I'm like, I need something substantial, and all I have is, like, non-carb-related things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got to make carbs. How do I make carbs? Mm-hmm. I fucking make a pancake. Some pancakes. And that, that's my little send me. That's my melatonin. That's cute. At night. Every so often. You're yeah. not supposed to eat like that before bed, but I'm glad that you do, because it's fun. <laughs> every so often. Hey, can I tell you real quick? Sure. I went out uh, forging again this morning. Oh, I've, good for I've, you. I've got the bug. We've yeah. talked about it. Yeah. Uh, I do this a lot in Pennsylvania when I'm back there. I'm trying to figure out the lay of the land in SoCal. Mm-hmm. You know, where do things grow? And I'm going out to uh, Los Angeles National Forest a lot. You're a it's, morel moron. I just thought of that. beautiful. I haven't found any morels yet, okay. but I'm getting a sense of where they might be. Yeah. But where I'm kind of foraging is not where you would find morels. You would probably find chanterelles, some oyster mushrooms, which I found. Um, maybe even Chicken of the Woods, things like that. Chicken of the Woods? Chicken of the Woods. Never heard of that. It's Was great, that named oh, by Jessica Simpson? It's my favorite mushroom to cook with. Okay. It is, it's meaty and delicious and uh, almost like tofu in a way, which is like you hmm. cook it or dry it out, and then it is it absorbs whatever flavors, sauce yeah. you're cooking it in. So, I mean, yeah, it, absor- it absorbs flavors. Um. So I went out today again to uh, Los Angeles National Forest, uh, Millard Canyon or Millard Falls or something. It's beautiful there. There's no one there. And it reminds me so much of Pennsylvania. And so I go out a lot. And I went today at like 8 Mm a.m. And I'm there and I'm hiking. And at some point, I just hear like a big bullhorn, Mm -hmm. like a full like white walkers are here, enemies at the gate. And I keep hearing it. And then I get to the waterfall and it's just some like goofy white guy with a goatee. Mm-hmm. blowing like a bullhorn and i was like what are you doing and he was like oh we're just like recording music okay just sounds right okay fleet so, boxes 100 percent. so i hear this guy and then i'm walking back to my car mm-hmm. and i burst out laughing because i just hear what i can only describe as a renaissance flute <laughs> like i'm walking back to my car and then there's a woman mm-hmm. by the creek playing and I know you'll get this reference, the stable theme from Breath of the Wild. Like, that's what I hear. Like, it was <laughs> yeah, fully, yeah. like, I felt like I was in a Zelda game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just wandering in the woods. First, I heard a horn out there. Mm-hmm. And then I hear this goofy-ass flute. It She's was probably, gorgeous. She, she, she may have been a demon luring a woodsman to his death. You that's, know what I mean? You know what? That's what I thought. And then she needed a, a ride to the top of the mountain. And I, or, well, her, to, to the, I gave her a ride. She got gave my car. Her, you gave the flute woman a ride. I gave the flute woman <laughs> a ride because she was like, hey, are you leaving? And I was like, yeah. And then she said, can I get a lift? And I was like, sure. And then we uh, talked about millet for a while. <laughs> and <laughs> she said she bakes these double crust buckwheat pies with like a millet filling. I'm like, that's like a lot of grain. She's like, I can't sell them. And I'm like, I wonder why. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that's goofy. That's like and, that's like eighties hippie food. She was she was very much like a nineteen eighties hippie. Older Seattle hippie. She said she was from Seattle. And uh she Whole yeah. grains. What's more eighties than grains? Good lord. Whole grains. You need to have a bunch of grain today. I really had the feeling like, boy, like goofy white people have taken over the forest. Completely, myself including. I'm out there like I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna find mushrooms. Yeah. I think it's fun. And then there's also people out there playing flutes and bullhorns. <laughs> and I'm like Christ. <laughs> but it was wonderful. Uh, hey, something else. I, God, I, I gotta talk about this. I, I almost. Oh, I'm off Twitter right now. I de- deactivated my account. But right before I got off, I saw one of those threads. You know when, like, in the middle of. Uh, <laughs> In the middle of people shouting and screaming, there's like a food thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like everyone jumps in on it. And it's uh, it's that guy in an animated movie. And he's got a bunch of swords pointed at him. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And yeah, he's yeah, standing yeah. there confidently. Right. And it's, I believe uh, that's Rapunzel. Is I, that what it is? I th- Tangled. I believe it's from Tangled. When did that come out? Oh, years ago. Okay. Who cares? Great meme. 
Sure. Great meme for food opinions, and that's what this is. It says, uh, I want your food opinions that get you this reaction, and then it's the guy standing there confidently sure. with a bunch of swords. Oh, this is, nothing good can come of this. Well, there's... I. The last thing I saw before, I was like, I'm getting off Twitter for a while. I bet you saw... I saw some disturbing. I saw some good ones, some obvious ones. Pineapple on pizza, which is like we all have discussed this. Oh, uh, I feel like pineapple on pizza is such a like, like uh, first date. I have nothing to say because I'm uninteresting. Oh yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I it's, mean? It's like you're not interesting that you don't like pineapple on pizza. In fact, you're boring. Talking about it at all is almost unless unless your opinion is. It's fine. There's space for it. Can we talk about something else more important, please? Mm-hmm. There's like no reason to talk about Can it. Can I ask you real quick where you stand on pineapple and pizza? It's fine. I never order it, but I will eat it. If okay. it's on like, you know what? You know what I like it? What? On a, uh, like a, a very thin crust pizza. Mm, if there's yeah. like good ham sure, and yeah, pineapple, ham. Ham. I think it's wonderful. That's but I also never seek it out because I don't trust most pizza places. Pineapple. If you had pineapple on a thick crust. Oh, it's just canned, right? It's just canned pineapple. Sure, right? but you I mean. A lot of places, I'm sure, are not doing that, but I'm not gonna get it at like Papa John's. Really? That's like only where I get the pineapple pizzas. Oh, it's like really? from the delivery places. Well, I don't really get. I haven't gotten pizza from Papa John's in a while because I feel like I've been in a pretty good place. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So no, Papa John's kind of makes you feel the worst of all. Here's things. another one. Another food opinion that people on the internet just so brazenly putting out there. Watermelon low key sucks. I've had a few people huh. say that. I've heard. Is watermelon Other supposed to be that. amazing? Like, who is why? Why do you? This is another one. Why do you need to say it out loud? It's like, right? You know what I mean? It's like eating sweet and low by itself sucks. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> right. Why are we saying this out loud? Right. I, it's a watermelon. It's like, I know it's a very dramatic presentation, and because of. It's gigantic. Someone's coming up to the barbecue with a huge watermelon. You slice it open or you cut it into the, I the shark pattern or whatever. I love watching somebody carry a whole watermelon. It's like watching somebody carry a keg on their shoulder. I know. Walking into a party. Is, it, is that what it is? Is that it's a letdown because of how dramatic the arrival of the watermelon is? Well, from what I've... And this is just talking to friends. Yeah. And, when, cause I, and I've heard this exact thing before. Right. People have a problem with the seeds. Now, to that I say, it is fun i yeah. feel like tom fucking sawyer yeah eating a watermelon and just spitting seeds what are you five mommy there's seeds I in like this <laughs> i like how old are you i like eating a, spitting the seeds in the direction yeah. of somebody else it just feels fun. like it feels like one of those things a watermelon why would we talk about it because it's not like a uh, it's not like slices of watermelon are part of any trendy dish or anything it's like not, not on well, any menu or i'll whatever. stop you there it kind of is Watermelon and feta salad, I think, is actually a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> I I, may, I have maybe had it done well, but mm-hmm. sometimes you get like a watermelon and feta salad. This is a summer dish. It's supposed to go together, yeah. and there's too much uh, uh, moisture. Of course. And then the feta gets a little wet, and it's pink, and that's bad. And I've had it where the things are kind of separated and uh, it can be okay, mm-hmm. but I've had some. I've had some bad watermelon and feta salads. Watermelon and low it key tastes like sucks. eating ass. I'll say it. Watermelon low key sucks. Here's another one. Cheese is disgusting. Can only hack it on pizza or Subway. What? That's the dumbest thing anyone's ever That's said. That's pretty dumb. Loud. I like finding the dumb ones where it's like cheese in general is bad. What? But it's good on Subway. Cheese. I like pizza. Cheese in general or is bad. I like it at the worst possible right. fast food place I can imagine. I like I like it on pizza or the other food that we know and love that is ubiquitous, ubiquitous throughout the world, Subway. Subway. Yeah, it's bad. Subway. It's open. Here's another one. I like this one. Uh, I want your food opinions that get you this reaction. And this guy just says, I don't like Indian food. That's more of a fact. <laughs> okay. That's more of a fact than anything. <laughs> It's like okay, I can't argue feels, with that. Feels, yeah, you don't like it, pal. Uh, it feels like a like a freshly divorced like twenty four year old like guy in Alabama, and there's a really beautiful Indian woman right. he just matched with on an app, but he feels the need to tell her he doesn't like Indian right, food, even right. though he thinks she's so hot. Right. You know what I mean? He he doesn't know how to comport himself outside <laughs> of the t- context of his marriage. Another good one, and one that I pretty much agree with. Barbecue pizza, barbecue-based pizza needs to be abolished. 
I, I, I will agree. I think... And I also don't think all the swords are going to come out on that. I think that's a popular I think thought. that's one where there's only a few swords. There's only a few swords on that. a couple of the people carrying the swords are like, well, well, well let's hear them out. <laughs> no. A sweet sauce on a pizza is such a bummer every time. And the barbecue is the and sweetest. I like bad pizza. I like bad pizza. But a barbecue, like a barbecue chicken, I would go a step further and say that chicken has no place on a pizza. No, it doesn't because the uh, oven dries it out. Have you ever had like moist chicken on a? I mean, that's the, that's a good point. That's the allure of any chicken is like, oh, it's gonna be you know that that chicken burst, that burst of chicken juice. And bread doesn't add anything to it. At least when you cook a pizza, okay, you cook a pizza yeah. and it's got sausage on it or pepperoni. Yeah. What happens every time? The grease, the grease from the pepperoni, the sausage, it kind of seeps into the bread and almost soaks it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. With the chicken, I mean, there could be skin on it. I mean. It might not be a bad idea to take a pizza crust and brush it with chicken fat. In fact, in my oh, mind, that's a great yummy. idea. But like, you couldn't bake a piece of chicken on there and then have the no. the fat. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, and it uh, the you couldn't even do like a, a riff on like a chicken parm or something. Yeah, because that would destroy the fry. On the only reason that chicken works on sandwiches is because of the it's because it's either fried. Or because it's like uh, it somehow seals yeah. in the chickenness. A couple more here. Okay. One's from our pal Jordan. I don't even have it saved in my phone. I should remember what he said. What's that? Jordan Dahl, very funny comedian, said that uh, ketchup is good on mac and cheese. Uh, what do you think? Well, it's a five-year-old. It's a five-year-old's dish. It's a five-year-old. And a move. five-year-old's condiment. It's a five-year-old move. Yeah, you're a toddler, and you're like. You know what I really want with this mac and cheese? I have had ketchup with the mac and cheese, and it, I, it's not bad. I'll have ketchup on American cheese. It's the same theory. I'll say this. I don't hate it. Like on a grilled cheese. I'll have ketchup with a grilled cheese. It's the same theory. I almost, like when people say they don't like ketchup on eggs, I go, if there's hash browns around, it might start to make sense to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're kind of getting, getting everything in the same bite. Just some scrambled eggs in yeah. a bowl, yeah. and you need ketchup. I think that's gross. Yeah. And I and I don't like that. I don't like sweet eggs, and I don't like vinegary eggs. So I don't know why we're bringing sweet vinegar <laughs> into What does it do to a mac and cheese that makes it better? Uh, I Well, like I said, the theory behind the, the tomato soup and grilled cheese thing okay. is the it's, okay. the it's just the purely the hint of the flavor of tomato brings something to American cheese product that's kind of nice. I will accept almost all of these because you can't argue somebody's taste. Uh, but mac and ketchup on mac and cheese is one where I'm like I can see it, but it's just not for me. Have you had here's here's a question for you? Have you had grape jelly on like the sausage biscuit at McDonald's no. or, or strawberry jelly? Now that's awesome. Okay, I can, I, I, I could see it. You could do mustard on it too with the jelly. I, I, mustard and jelly together uh, with the sausage. For some reason, it works. I believe that that works. Yeah, it does. That is a that is a flavor combination I've never had. Yeah, mustard and jelly. Well, you're not doing them alone. You have this, you have this weird greasy meat to. Here's another one. A lot of the classic Italian in quotes ways of making food are worse than the new ways people have come up with. Huh. It's also a picture of two pizzas. One that's like a Neapolitan pizza Neapolitan. with basil and yeah, mozzarella, yeah, yeah. and the other is pepperoni. Now, I think what they're trying to say is that pepperoni is the superior topping to like a Neapolitan with, and I'm like, I, or like a margarita, and I don't buy into that. I think they're two separate things. But I kind yeah. of agree with the sentiment a little bit. Like I, I love classic Italian food and I love authentic Italian food. But I, I consistently think that Italian American food Italian -American. deserves its place. Well, it's almost a complete other cuisine. So why are we comparing the two? That's true. <laughs> because they. Oh, here's another one. Good one. I love medium well cooked. This is all caps. I love medium well cooked steak, and I don't care who knows it. And I think a one is delicious. Wrong and wrong. Wrong and wrong. Okay. <laughs> yes, but I have also heard people say this, uh, and Marco Pierre White is another person that has said this. Uh -huh. There are some cuts of steak that, that you don't want to eat rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, like a like a ribeye to me would be a crime to have well done. I I want of course I want. But can I say something, Danny? Yeah, go ahead. The person that says I like medium well steak, and that's what they open the steak conversation with. <laughs> They can't tell the cuts right. of steak. They don't give a shit about right. the cuts okay, of steak. Okay, that's true. Okay, I, under <laughs> I understand We're that. giving them way too much rope. I understand that. <laughs> Even like a filet, something that is lean and mm -hmm. no fat. Mm -hmm. I can understand it well. I can understand that. 
Uh, I can only understand the the medium well on something that is so like such a gourmet, beautiful cut that you're, it's still a sin that you're not doing it the proper way. You know what I will agree with? What a one is good. I, maybe it's not great for this expensive cut of uh-huh, meat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what? If I had a restaurant, uh-huh. if I had a restaurant, I would do fun things with a one. Yeah. If I was like. You know, what's my way to be like fun and kooky and cool yeah. and get get people in the doing door? Doing your weird American thing, your new American 100%. thing. A hundred percent. Doing my weird new American cuisine type <laughs> yeah. of thing. I would do like some sort of play. Yeah. <laughs> I'd do a riff on A1 sauce. Yeah. Because I think it is good. Um, <laughs> and there's probably a way to utilize it. Can, or real quick, can you try to think of something? Cause it, can A1, I try to think of something? A1 is basically Worcestershire, right? It's like taking Worcestershire and turning it into more of a ketchup direction. Right. So a marinade for something. Yeah. I would use it to, to marinate something. What do the big chains do? The big chains always come out with some A1 fucking thing. Like Applebee's and those kinds of places always do. Like, this That's is our true. A1 burger. There's so many food opinions here. Ranch is always, ranch is, has always been, and will always be trash. My good friend Chris Cubis from Austin, Texas. Uh, totally depends on the ranch. And it depends on what you're eating it with. I when people say they don't like wings and ranch are trash, I almost fully agree because I'm like I prefer blue cheese. Literally, wings. wings are trash. Like they're literally trash. That's true. That's where the food. whole dish came from was the trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People didn't want that stuff, so they invented a dish. A restaurant that we're gonna go to, and I think soon to review on this podcast is Alimento, and they do a, I think like a pork rib, with. It's like it's like a house-made ranch in almonds, and none of this sounds like it makes sense. I know, right? And it's on like a bed of coleslaw. Okay. And it's one of the best things I've had at a restaurant in LA. And I'm like, and, and the part of the reason I like it so much is I'm like, all these nice restaurants. This is like a nice Italian restaurant. It's mm-hmm. called Alimento. Mm-hmm. Everyone's thinking past ranch, and then they just said, no, people like ranch, and it's on their menu consistently at a place that yeah. serves pasta. Yeah. And it's fucking good. And uh, there's a lot. Ranch is great. Uh, you can't convince me that it's not. Yeah, and also, I don't know how many people are making their condiments from scratch. Almost every condiment right. is coming straight from a bottle. Ranch is one of those ones that I feel like only 50-50, it's coming from a bottle. And and the rest of the time that you're having ranch, if you're going somewhere and you're eating a food that requires ranch, they are making you ranch. And they don't do that with ketchup and mustard and stuff. It's the thing in the world to make from yeah. scratch. Yeah. Why not do it? Uh, and also, why why throw it all under the bus? Because <laughs> there's yeah. ranch is a very loose term for a bunch of different products. If I do, if I let my Twitter pass in three weeks, I am going to miss the baseless food opinions. <laughs> I am going to miss them. But, it's, but it's, maybe I'll get back. If I don't, you're going to have to. The baseless food opinion thing, it's fun to read. It's the same reason that this podcast is fun to listen to and it's fun to do <laughs> because... We're, like even after the full collapse of society and the and the water and oil wars drive us all underground, we're living in the remains of Elon Musk's boring tunnels. Things um, we're still going to be having conversations like this. Like uh, I don't like fried roach. I think fried roach is not that good. Uh, you know what I mean? We're this right, is what humans right, do. Is yeah, like yeah, call me crazy. I don't want to eat my brother. I don't think it tastes good. I you don't think brother tastes good. I don't think, I don't think tastes sister good. tastes good. I think dad is fine. I have some glowing mushrooms, but I I don't like licking them very much. I know everybody's into licking the glowing mushrooms. I'm just one more food opinion before okay. we move on. I want your food opinions that get you this reaction. Soy is bad for women and increases your risk of breast cancer. Soy okay. gives men moobs. Drink whole not pasteurized okay. milk and eat butter and expeller expressed unrefined coconut oil. When did everyone become a <laughs> chiropractor in the year 1979? Right. This literally happened right. on every mommy blog. I think it like went outward yeah. from mommy. It's like this thing that it was like Green Party candidates. Yeah. Their theories somehow entered the like Republican white women at baby showers like worry circle. And then that spread out to like Tumblr. And now it's the people storming the Capitol that are saying the things that like Jill Stein was saying right. in her thirties. Yeah, this person walked <laughs> out like, with. A, I don't get vaccines. It's, <laughs> it gives you gives you breasts. Yeah. This person walked out from the Capitol with a 
podium. <laughs> she did. A hundred percent. And she had a big Flintstones hat on. <laughs> All right, James, it's time for Fake Food, Real Food, the part of the show where we review some fake bitch-ass food and then review some <laughs> nice food that we got from a restaurant or some sort of reputable establishment or a stall or a stall <laughs> we, we like to call them stalls or stalls the uh food stalls it's the next big thing fake food uh this is a fake food that i actually like tapatio doritos they ha- are pretty much available everywhere now everywhere. like this is a flavor of dorito that you find at every Grocery store, bodega, gas station, whatever the fuck in Austin. And I am also finding them here a lot. They ha- yeah. At every liquor store I go to. Oh, yeah. Like the place that sells you Campari mm-hmm. also has Tapatio Doritos. And this is a preferred hot sauce for me. And I think it works really well with a, with a Dorito. Uh, Tapatio is really uh, getting around. You know, they're really licensing out this flavor around Are they? to different products. And I've seen, I'm seeing more and more, I'm seeing Tapatio. I have a pair of Tapatio socks that someone put in a Christmas package to me one it's time. It's not quite Sriracha. Sriracha's done, okay. Sriracha's over. We've moved on from Sriracha. If you have a Sriracha t-shirt, unsubscribe to the podcast. <laughs> you have a Sriracha t-shirt, you're late for your Reddit meetup. <laughs> You have a sriracha T-shirt. You need to hose off your devil sticks. Sure, <laughs> sure man. That's a little, you know, or maybe it's old. If it's old, get rid of it. Bring it to a Goodwill or something. If you're wearing it a lot, I haven't seen somebody wear a sriracha T-shirt in a long fucking time. It's a hard 2008 look. <laughs> Absolutely. Hi, I'm 2008 guy. I've got Is, has Tapatio replaced that? No. No, but I think I don't it's think on so. the way up. Now, Cholula I- is maybe the new. Cholula is just Tapatio in a suit and tie, my friend. Tapatio. Cholula is like Taco Bell sauce in flavor. I like yeah. it. I use Cholula to make a lot of things. I love the jalapeno Cholula. That's what I like yeah. is the green one. Um, I like these Tapatio chips, Danny. You know what the first flavor that actually hits my mouth? Yeah. The Tapatio is all in the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. The first flavor I get, these are more corn flavored than any other Dorito I've had. I'm hit with corn first, and then the flavor second. Well, okay, so they're not they're not making the chips differently. They're not. It's so just, that means it's that highlighting the corn somehow. A hundred percent. Wow, that James, that is a very good observation. I think that's the case. I think that like, I don't know what's in the tapatio that highlights it, but either it's like a little vinegar or maybe just the spice. I'm not sure, but whatever it is, it's a little more subtle than the yeah. dusted cheese flavor. The right. nacho cheese or the ranch flavor. Yeah, I, that's really funny because I feel like I was thinking the same thing when I had these, which is that like this tastes more like a tortilla chip than <laughs> other Doritos. <laughs> Doritos, d- you don't normally think of Doritos as a tortilla chip. No, it's like never. that's the last thing that you think of. And then um, this one is reminding you that it's a tortilla chip, <clears throat> and it's also I think it's just you know tapatio. It's a Mexican condiment, and yeah, these Doritos not okay nacho cheese. And Cool Ranch. Neither of these are cool Mexican like cuisine things. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like it's Cotija cheese or something like that. Sure. It's not like it's Queso Fresca. It'd be good. It's it's not that kind of thing. And then the Cool Ranch is like ranch is like, you know, it's I, Texas. I it's wonder if Tapatio Doritos have made their way to every corner of the country because here they're you can get them pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm getting them at liquor stores. I know you can in Austin. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've, you know, when I've been home in Pennsylvania, I don't know that they're at every single gas station or grocery store. Mm-hmm. If they're in Pennsylvania, <clears throat> that would mean that they're pretty pretty widespread. But I don't know if that's the case. They might just be, <clears throat> I don't know, west, southwest. Me and, me and my brothers have enjoyed, like, Mexican-American snacks our entire life. Often, yeah. often like just straight up Mexican stuff. Like, Haritos was our favorite um, uh, soda growing up. We got so excited. Oh, okay. You know the glass bottle in like terrifyingly neon uh, 
liquid <laughs> colors. It's like a glass bottle. I don't. Haritos. You never had haritos. I don't think so. Is anyway. it is soda? Is it a it's a soda and it's in a glass bottle and it's like never had it. it's like the Mountain Dew of Topo Chico's. It's it's like that's what it is, except it's like it's like a dollar and it was always in the cooler at the Mexican restaurants. It was like in the cooler by the girl who sees you. James, I didn't grow up with Mexican restaurants. I I grew up I grew up eating sandwiches and, and you know, drinking dad's root beer. It was dad's root beer or water. At most of the places. I've been going to Mexican restaurants my entire life. Again, I keep saying this. I didn't have an avocado until I was 26. <laughs> they just weren't around. Yeah. Our Mexican restaurant was Taco Bell. It's crazy that I have a palate for anything. But are avocados up in Pennsylvania now? Has brunch <laughs> let in the <laughs> avocado? Are they? They are, but it's more of a seasonal thing. Thing. I'll tell you right. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't grow avocados in Pennsylvania. The Amish aren't growing avocados. Mm-hmm. Uh, grocery stores will get them, but in the in the very factory farm or whatever right. sort of netted containers, right. like not really whole avocados. At least where I grew up, a little bit north of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. uh, and they might show up in the summer. No but one's making guacamole for the football. Sunday afternoon. They're thing? buying it. They're buying. They're buying it. They're buying it, it from a Ziploc bag. They're buying in the fridge t- section. They're buying Tostitos guacamole or whatever. Right. No one's making. No one's guacamole. making fresh guacamole. If I go home to cook any Mexican food, like for my family, tacos, whatever, that's the best Mexican food in like a sixty mile radius. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because I'm in Amish country. Right. And no one's doing that. So any salsa that has any decent spice to it. Right. At all, mm. good amount of lime, any mm-hmm. use of lime at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's foreign. Mm. Well, know. you know, I never, I, w- I didn't go north of Kentucky for for many years of my <laughs> life, and there's just lots of Mexican food in the entire bottom half of the country. Yeah, and uh, I I think you're gonna start seeing these kind of everywhere. I it's hope sort so. Of like, these, I think that palette is sort of stretching to these all the way up there. Uh, high for me. I I grew up eating. Uh, I think it was something my cousin used to do, but eating like plain Lay's potato chips mm-hmm. with a bunch of Frank's Red Hot on mm. it, like just hot sauce and chips, which is a little disgusting. It is. Um, but I I have a I have a specific craving for it <laughs> sometimes, and I think this hits it. The tongue cries this hits out it. for it. I don't it. think I'm gonna pile a, a whole bottle of Frank's Red Hot on a, on Lay's anytime no, soon. No, it's got to be it's got to be the dry dust. It's got to be a dusted thing because you lose the crisp once you start soaking it in stuff. Tapatio Doritos. Score high marks. I'm not going to rate it or anything, but no, man, it is what good. it is. They hit the spot. You know uh, what, Danny, it's a Dorito. It's a Dorito. It's a B+. At the end of the day, oof. I, th- I, c- I think it's an A Dorito. You think it's an A? I think it's an A Dorito. I would prefer these over cheddar cheese. Maybe not Cool Ranch. Mm-hmm. You know what? Fuck it. Personally, for me, these are the best. This is the th- best. These Dorito. are the best Doritos. Okay. For me personally, these are the best Doritos. I would take these over anything else because they just have more flavor. You know what, Danny? If I thought they were the best Doritos, I would have crushed the whole bag, and I, I didn't. I ate them slowly. I don't know that you would have though. I think I, I think I finished Doritos when they're, <laughs> when they're presented to me. I finished them. James, our real food that we are discussing is a little bit of a fake food. We went to Jenny's ice cream. That's right. Playa Vista? Genus ice cream. I call it genus ice cream. Why do you call it genus? Because it looks like penis. Why? Oh, because they spell it... J-E-N-I-S. And the way they spell the J is cursive. Yeah. It looks like like penis ice cream. So we had some penis ice cream. Well, that's not true. That's not true. We had had Jenny's. When I was... I didn't even know how how to spell it. Like when I Googled it today, I was like J-E-N-N-I. And I was like, oh no, it's an I. Yeah. Why is it an I? And not only that, when you Google Jenny's, what comes up is Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream. I'm like, have y'all put Splendid <laughs> in the brand now? It's always Splendid. Oh, really? Jenny's Splendid. I'm like, I don't want to say that. Wow. Hey, we're, hey, take the, get the kids. We're going to Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream. No, it's Jenny's. <laughs> Pick it's one. Only Jenny's, Jenny's or Splendid. Which is it? You get one. Splendid would be a great name mm-hmm. for an ice cream shop. Yeah. Uh, but we went to Jenny's. And we had some ice cream. I had three different flavors. Yeah. You had a few. Your wife had a couple. 
we called you up, Danny, and we said our friend uh, works for Jenny's. She's opening up a new Jenny's. Come with us. To She's a suit for Jenny's. Say. She sold out, <laughs> and she works for Jenny's. Uh, yeah. So it was a uh, God. I love these. I get a lot of these. Yeah. It was a it was a friends and family event. I love oh, it God. when a restaurant. Or I was not expecting of... this, Danny. I I was expecting it to right. be more of an art crawl vibe, a bunch of thirty-five year olds, some hushed twenty-six year olds out on a date. They get their ice cream and immediately disappear. A lot of kids. But it was a lot of kids. A lot of kids. We went to a rich part of town, Danny. We went to we we were in Playa Vista, uh-huh. which is a town that popped up literally in the last thirty minutes, uh, where thousands <laughs> and thousands of tech company workers. Yeah. Find themselves uh, living in uh, sort of pre dystopian uh, condo uh, arrangements. <laughs> yeah, it feels feels a little bit like the Star Wars prequels, where you're like, so Darth Vader's about to make the world really bad over here. You know it's, what I mean? It's located on Millennium Drive. <laughs> it's literally if Millennium that, it's, Drive. It's literally on Millennium Drive. <laughs> I used to work literally a block from this uh, Jenny's at a, at a tech company where I taught an ad automation AI how to better steal your cookies and sell things to you. You taught the AI. I helped the AI learn how to better <laughs> sell to you. And I was disgusted with myself, and yet they plied me with, they gave me breakfast and lunch every day, catered. There was like a cooler right. of beers, and it was just like, take whatever you want. You could drink at work? I was drinking at work by the end of it. Crazy. I was. I was yeah. It was the weirdest one of the weirdest jobs I've ever had. Was this like just v- the lowest on the ladder at a tech company, and that was the vibe there. Except all of those people that used to, you know, they make you in these. I'm sorry to keep going about Playa Vista, but no, 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 no. this is I, the I context that we need. I think it's important because we not only went to a Jenny's, we went to a Jenny's in Playa Vista. In Playa, Playa, Vista. Playa Vista, yes. So we need to like establish that real quick. Um, the they they put you on this hamster wheel when you work for these tech companies. They want you to like being at work. They want you to stay till nine. So they, uh, right. it's like you live and breathe working for this company. That's why they cater everything. That's why they talk about culture all the time. It's like, hey, I know it's three and you've been working since seven, but now it's movie. We're going to watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Now go yeah. back to work at 9 p.m. <laughs> like, uh, it's CrossFit time uh, at two and it's Tuesday. Buddy, We're all going to run up and downstairs like 50 of us. I... When I hear people talk about the jobs like this, I am thankful. And I'm relative by most people's standards, I'm pretty poor. But yeah. you know what? I have never worked a job like this. I've no. never worked a real I've worked some like corporate kitchens that were a little bit like it, yeah. but they were never they never they were never Well, I didn't last very long, Danny, because obviously because yeah, sure. I didn't play the game. And now all these people have played the game so long that they now yeah. literally every single child at this place was four years old. It was like all of them had children the same year. More kids than adults guarding them. More kids than adults right? watching there, them. There was 100%. It was like if you were a husband and wife, there, you had five kids. And this wasn't, There was like a group of kids and then always like two people with them. This wasn't one single Sister Wives TLC show family. This was, this was, this was a rainbow coalition of children. Right. This was... In... <laughs> they were from all kinds of families and they were all four. All of them were four years old. In like a little uh, food stall sort of compound, there was like a there was like tacos down there, and there yeah. was like an ice cream place, and then there was like I think we both saw this. There was like a Western art exhibit, yeah, with some very hot woman wearing a yeah. cowboy hat, yeah, and the, like frilled vest, the and floppy like, hat woman in the serape. I know, <laughs> named <laughs> Chelsea. And you said, "Thank God I'm not high right now." And I was like, "Yeah." When you see like when you're very high and you see somebody wearing like a a full outfit, it's jarring. It like grabs your attention in a negative way. Danny, for uh, in my in my like early twenties, this would have been an event that I would have been like <laughs> eyes more red than the devil is yeah. uh, high. I would have been like rapper high for this I, event. We're going to go sample ice cream at yes, a tech company. Yeah, I would have gotten very high for that. Thank God I've grown out of that phase because the kids with the, you know, urban cowboy, like dancer women walking past us to the bathroom yeah. with the anti-masker, like housewife coalition a that, there. A lot of people... People were getting close with strangers, which was weird. No, yeah, the 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 four year old yeah. thing had beaten the COVID 
uh, spacing out of every single father there. So you just had men breathing down your neck. Well, I'm going to need you to get back on board a little bit with getting either rapper high or <laughs> because part of the fun of like and it, you know, I was driving there. But part of the fun of like going to some of these things where like you get an email from a restaurant or a friend and say, yeah. hey, we're having a friends and family night. And part of the part of the fun of it is going in with like less expectations and more of like the booze is free, yeah. the food is free, and you're going to kind of get irresponsibly drunk and yeah. uh, just try the food. Yeah. Uh, With the I hopes that. that everyone will leave telling everyone, oh, we had so much fun we at the so new Jenny's in the weird market. Make sure you go, <laughs> make sure you get rip shit drunk before you go get ice cream <laughs> at Jenny's. Jenny's is Jenny's has good ice cream. This is like an Ohio, uh, what would you call it, empire. I mean, they started in Ohio. Now they're everywhere. I mean, you get Jenny's at like most yeah. places. It is expensive ice cream. It's a premium ice cream. It's a premium ice cream. I feel like you can taste that. It's dense. Yeah. It's dense. Let's talk about that because it's... Got a density to more of a density to it than most ice creams. It does, but um, it also a lot I, of milk fat. Yeah, it tastes it's fatty. It tastes like fresh ice cream to me, but also maybe my palate is just not very trained with desserts in that way. But when I had it, I was like, "Yeah, this this tastes like premium ice cream." Well, the two to me, the two like sort of experiences of ice cream are ice and cream, and one of them right, will right. hit more than the other. And when you're buying ice cream from the freezer aisle at the grocery store, you're probably going to taste a lot more ice than cream. At least that's the effect that I get. I get that sort of like, uh, "ow," you know, <laughs> you know, when you're yeah. when you're tasting it. And uh, going to this place, and it wasn't too creamy, by the way. There, I have had ice creams that were too creamy. Interesting, yeah. That where where they're almost butter, where they're almost cold butter, and you and uh, you don't yeah. like that. I, I like, like why that. am I chewing it? I like that. You like that? Give me a heart attack. Well, I, I want it to melt. Dance with the devil. I want it to melt. I don't want to chew it. And and I think okay. that there is like maybe that's just the the way that's churned or something. If it's like turned too much, um, I think that Jenny's though, while the base experience of it, the ice creamness of it mm-hmm. is great, they are about the flavors that they pick. I think that that is what makes Jenny's Jenny's is there's it's I'll tell you what I fucked with. Yeah. Uh jelly donut, salted peanut butter and a buttercream. I feel like a buttercream you can't go wrong with. It's butter, it's going to taste good. Yeah. And then I went for a peanut butter and jelly vibe. Yeah. I tried to, you know, and it was great. The je- the jelly donut ice cream is fucking phenomenal. What was the jelly? Uh I don't know. <laughs> Just fruit. Fruit. <laughs> Just fruit. Berry mix. Just a mix of berries. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I when I get dessert, my brain shuts down. I'm not thinking about the different things they're doing, like I do no, with savory you're, things. You're I'm so your... stupid. I think ice cream is what people normally think pizza is, where they're like, "Oh, all, all pizza is good." I'm like, "That's yeah. not true. I've had some shit skidmark <laughs> pizza." But like ice cream, I'm like, even the worst ice cream is like McDonald's soft serve is fucking is excellent. Great, yeah. So like you know, I'm constantly blown away by desserts and people's ability to you know come up with flavor combinations and uh i mean i'm always pleasantly su- surprised by places like this and even though it's a chain i'm like yeah i mean this is better than like most of the mom and pop places that i have yeah around here or back home in pennsylvania you know i, don't know. I wouldn't call it a I nostalgic like ice cream i don't think it's an of a, it's not a nostalgic ice cream get you know in I mean? we're going to the future james that's <laughs> that's <laughs> jenny's Future ice cream. That makes me think of Dippin' Dots. Did you ever have Dippin' Dots in the mall? Oh, I've had it at numerous baseball games. At the airport? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> baseball at, games? Yeah, PNC Park in Pittsburgh. The ice cream Dippin of the Dots. future. Yeah. You're like, mm, looks like rabbit turds. They always try. Yeah, it does. It's the exact shape of rabbit turds. Yeah. Uh-huh. They always try to reinvent ice cream or something. Uh, you, you can go to K-Town and get the ice cream or they dump it out on the big... Uh, micro freezing platter yeah, 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 yeah. and move it around with the squeegee until it looks like you know <laughs> until it looks like an old scroll right, right, right. <laughs> they, they they're always trying you know they do that the dragon dragon ice thing or whatever they call it that you see kids get at the mall food court where it's like it's dragon ice some kids have like weirdly died from it where they where they're just dumping nitrogen like oh, freezing that's not nitrogen safe. I, it's not 
But that was that's a thing that a lot of the, that's happening a lot. People want you to see the nitrogen. We've I've, realized this with like fine dining and molecular gastronomy, and it's like they want you to see the the liquid nitrogen. They, I don't think it's cool. You don't think it's cool? I don't find molecular well, James, gastronomy let me, cool I think at that all. you're objectively wrong. Seeing a liquid nitrogen is, of course, cool. Of course it's cool. What are we watching, like, uh, Science is Neat uh, show at the Adventure <laughs> Science Center? It's it, it was cool in fourth grade, and I don't, know. I, I, I don't like I it anymore. I picture Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze in Batman. Chill out. That's <laughs> They gave him all the good lines in that movie. Yeah. He said, chill out. <laughs> he said, freeze. What else did he say? I can't remember. I need to I'm rewatch sure the said, Schumacher Batman. Cool again. it. Cool it. <laughs> I'm sure he said, oh, he said a ton of different things. Um, I, I'm going to, uh, when am I going back to Jenny's? When are you going back to Jenny's? I don't know, man. I, I don't uh, I don't seek out a ton of ice cream, but I know there's one in is there one in Los Feliz? There's one in Los Feliz. There's one close to me, and and uh, I you would... said you're seeing somebody, right? Because that's yes. when people get ice cream is when they're seeing somebody, or yeah. they have a four year old, as Here's we found thing. out. Well, that's true. Here's the thing: I have went with just friends before. You got to be pretty lonely to do that. We call <laughs> up one of your dude hey. dude friends, and you're like, "Do you want to get some ice cream?" <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, but I've done it. Uh, so I wouldn't say that it's necessarily predicated on me seeing somebody. Right. But uh, it's better Yeah. when you're going with somebody. You're so, so I would say within a month. I think I think if I had to pick an ice cream place in Los Angeles or anywhere, I don't know, Jenny's, McConnell's. I don't know many other ice cream places. When you go to like Western Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and like the East Coast, mm-hmm. all those places from the 50s yeah. survived. They did. They're there. They didn't go under. They have probably a, like a low overhead. They're gonna be fine with COVID. You know what I mean? Like they like those homemade ice cream places are still there. So if I was in a place like that, I would just go there. You'd go to the mom and pop. Well, I think but here, ice cream is a nostalgic experience for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And I think that most of the time they want a familiar ice cream rather than and that might be the simplicity of what the thing is. Yeah. Is that it's too simple to really gamble on something new. But I am going to go back very soon. My wife is obsessed with Jenny's ice cream, not okay. just because her friend works there, but um, because uh, I love the Brambleberry Crisp. It's called Brambleberry Crisp. Yeah. That's what they call their little berry mix is like Brambleberry, which, okay, whatever. But it has these little streusel chunks in it, and that's what I like. I like the berry, the streusel chunk, okay. and the vanilla. Um, I had a cinnamon sticky buns ice cream, and it just tasted like bread pudding. All right. But it was good. I because well, who doesn't like bread? I pudding? think that's a great idea. When yeah, Becca said she had uh, biscuits and biscuits and peach preserve. And to me, I was like, oh, that's got to taste like bread pudding. <laughs> yeah, but they're not afraid to bring salt into the thing. I, that's what I wasn't no. seeing people doing. Was if bringing you're working in salt. with desserts, yeah, you have to embrace salt. Yeah, and they did a. I know that they do from time to time. Uh, they'll bring cayenne into some of the ice cream. That's interesting. Which, uh, that was a flavor I never had before in an ice cream. And it works. It works. Jenny's, a solid brand that you can trust. They're not paying us to tell you this, <laughs> but I think it's, I think it's, I think it's good ice cream. And I think all ice cream is good. Yes. So I think I should say that also, but. And I'm, and I prefer Jenny's over the nostalgic stuff. I, I would rather have Jenny's than, uh, the guy with the paper hat kind of right. ice cream. Yeah. <coughs> James, our special topic of the day. We're going to have to blow through this really quick, but uh, The Lost Kitchen, it's a TV show. Oh, well, that, what is there to say about The Lost you, Kitchen, Danny? That you recommended that I... There's, I don't know if I recommended I said, you have to see this. <laughs> there's so much I want to talk about with it, but you know what? If we go along, we'll go along. I, I would love to talk about this TV show. I would describe it as peak white woman television. And I don't know if I don't say that necessarily like I'm not mocking it. No, that is what it is, though, is the girl I'm seeing watched it also. And her comment was (laughs) white, white women love to cry and drink wine. (laughs) And that was her her comment. Um, 
So what is this TV show? I'm just going to read you yeah. the opening monologue from the uh, pilot episode that might play over every episode, but it explains everything. And so you watch the pilot episode, and this woman goes, Hi, I'm Aaron French. After years trying to get away from my small hometown of Freedom, Maine, I not only came back to live, I opened a restaurant. My kitchen family and I had no formal training and no idea what was going to happen, but we trusted that everything we needed was right here, and soon people were coming all over the world to visit us. Every week is a new story, new ingredients, new diners, new challenges for me and the team. The only constant is, it's home. Welcome to my favorite place in the world, The Lost Kitchen. This fall from executive (laughs) producer Amy Sherman Palladino. (laughs) The Lost Kitchen. Starring Misha Barton. It's a food and Gene blog. Smart. It's a it's a and Gene Smart. It's a it is like if a food if you took a food blog and made it a TV show. Oh, it is it I t- I texted bit. you and I was like, uh this is this is it this is elegant, rustic, country rich, white woman oh, oh. food porn. I and lifestyle porn. Lifestyle porn? A hundred percent because it's it's all happening in Maine. It's God. Isn't is there a more classic Maine story for like a white man or woman than like I tried to get away from my hometown, but then I came back. You have two <laughs> options in Maine: either either a demon's chasing you, or you're settling down after a divorce. And Only she, two things happen in Maine, and she ended up uh, coming back, opening a restaurant. It should also be said that she's a good cook. And she, I think she had said at one point, like, this is, I, boy, do I understand this feeling a lot. And there's a lot of this I just identified with. Just like, I tried doing a bunch of different things, and then I realized, like, one of the only things I feel comfortable doing and realize I'm good at is cooking. And that's what she did. Yeah. And she opened a restaurant. And I think she was cooking before that and maybe had some other restaurants or places she was working. And I know that at one point she says that she got, like, a little addicted to like maybe pills and like drinking and yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know the long hours it just put a strain on her marriage but she opened this place and just the way that the way that they accept customers too <laughs> it's a little cute it's very it's a little cute i would say that it's <laughs> it's aggressively cute this might be the cutest restaurant it uh, is a 100% the cutest <laughs> restaurant in america because you you write a postcard yes to get accepted into the restaurant, and they she, do a lottery. the The reasoning behind this is that uh, the it was something about the uh, post office getting overloaded because the post the post office in this small town was one person, right? The post office was like uh, dying. Well, the whole show is oh, like, okay. this restaurant's gonna save this town. It right. is what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the post office. I think at one point she says that like the post office was going to close. Yeah. And so they did this to help get the post office business. I guess. I think so. Um, so okay. you write a you write a postcard, and they go through the postcards like they read them. Yeah. Also, I forgot to mention this: the whole staff is women. Yeah. I should also say white women. This There's, is. But 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 <laughs> but more than that, it the funniest. I burst out laughing. I've seen the pilot, pilot three times now. <laughs> I've watched it three times, uh, and once as a refresher just recently. Uh-huh. The funniest thing in the world is she goes, "We are a staff of only women, except for TJ, yeah. who's our number one dishwasher." Right. And there is just like a second and a half of TJ like lumbering through, like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm the dishwasher." <laughs> But other than that, it's 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 mostly uh, it's all it's all women, and it's it's they're they're like reading the postcards, yeah, and like you know like this person is gonna propose, and you know they some people write poems and they like make their postcards like interesting and you know different, even though it's like kind of like a lottery, right, right, right. I I, I think they say it's a lottery, but for the TV show, somebody was like proposing, uh-huh. and I was like, well, you probably pick, yeah, this person, yes, of course, but. Uh, the idea that it's it's I think I think why I think I like laughing at this show. It's not like a in a mocking way. I'm just like this was so different than what I how I grew up cooking <laughs> and laughably so. Yeah, like everybody is like, oh, 
are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> and like, and like the, they're doing their last order of the evening and they're like, guys, it's our last pickup. Yeah. And it's not somebody screaming like, Hey, if you don't get this last order out, I'm going to jam my fist up your ass. Yeah. It's not somebody like screaming at you yeah. to like do your job. And I'm like, this seems lovely. Oh yeah, it I wish it was more like this. It doesn't seem. I think of kitchens as these uh, these places that are built on efficiency and like that yes, it's, that it's all about the flow rather than the experience. And uh, yes. this is like an experience kitchen where I'm I'm betting that there is probably an emotional uh, turning point that could happen in one of these young women's lives <laughs> that is so important that. Everything in the kitchen is going to grind to a halt right. while everybody right. is like, you're right. splitting up. And yeah, <laughs> right, right. Not to be too mocking, but it, it does really feel yeah. like this is a tender kitchen. Yeah. And I don't think of kitchens as tender places. And obviously, that's See, why they're so male-dominated. Danny, do you think that you can speak to something about how kitchens end up becoming these probably um we're, we're clowning a lot on white women culture which is i think funny to clown on i i can say that i'm married to a white woman and i and i am a white woman <laughs> but um uh uh the, can we speak a little bit to how kitchens become such abrasive and downright misogynistic chauvinist yeah environments? it's not even that they become them it's that they are them it's not like it turns into it that's a rhythm like, that has been set in place for a hundred years yeah or more. if yeah. i when i worked in a kitchen i was the white woman yeah, I wasn't. I, I you, you know, were the sweetheart. I, 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 I don't know if I was a sweetheart, but I, I, I was more sensitive than everyone else. Yeah, always. Yeah, I told you the only time I left the kitchen was like someone said I was half of a man. <laughs> someone, the chef said I was half of a man. He said you're half of a man, and I was like, I'm 19. I like I understood how young I was. I was like, I don't want to be you're doing half this. Of a man. I'm 19. You're technically right. And uh, I remember I like I walked out. When I got my balls busted like that, yeah, I I didn't have any room for it. Yeah. I was very much like "fuck you, I'm out of here." Yeah, um, and even the women that did work in those restaurants, mm-hmm. I feared them. Yeah, they were they were much stronger than you. Ball busters. Yeah, they would eat you alive. It was yeah. not this very supportive rural Maine sort of like. It's unlike any kitchen I've ever seen. One of the sous chefs takes an old wooden ladder to go pick some apples off of a tree, James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we, a in photo 1800s? shoot? This is her day. Maine is just like a very beautiful place. Like, yes. they all live a very beautiful sort of charmed rural life. Oh, it's almost Canadian. Um, it's almost like... It is almost Canadian. This is literally like... This is the, this yes. is the gourmet restaurant in Schitt's Creek, is what this is. It's... Beautiful and uh, timid in a way. Kind of boring. <laughs> kind kind of boring. I will say that uh, she says something like really interesting. I thought this was like the most interesting thing I heard. She, what, what, said, what? she said, I can't, I can't make you the best dish in the world. What I'm trying to do is make you feel the best feeling in the world. And there's food involved. She says, if you're a chef, you're supposed to be making the best dish in the world. You're getting recognized for this dish you made. But what does it matter if it doesn't make you feel something? It's not just about food. It's about how you care for people, how you take them in, how you make them feel, how you pay attention to every detail. And so, I don't know. She's kind of like saying, she's kind of like saying that like, it's almost like she's getting in front of the idea that she might not be this amazing chef. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I, and I get that. And I think, like, even... This is something I was talking to somebody with, but, like, if you're a woman, you probably know there's cameras on you, and you're like, hey, I get it. I know I'm not a chef. I don't want to get eaten alive by commenters or people watching Two this. podcasters in a garage in uh, California. A hundred percent. And I think there's there's a lot to... Uh, I don't know, to be, to be said for that. Like, I think that... I understand where she's coming from. Right. Uh, but also, if I'm writing a postcard to go eat at some place, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it for halibut. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not going to fly all the way to Maine to fucking have a halibut in this log cabin that you've curated into the perfect. Like, right. for, that doesn't appeal to me, but everything she's saying about restaurant cooking, uh-huh. I 100% agree with. Yeah. Chefs that are like, completely driven by like i'm gonna cook you 
the best fucking it's fine dining it costs a couple grand right you know where's the feeling in that yeah you could argue that when you eat something that good you you do have a very strong feeling even though it's like very mechanical and it's coming from like this insane egotistical chef and his crew of maniacs oh yeah you and know that dish yeah does make you feel something um, Until the hostess comes by and says, "Actually, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen just got here, and we need to <laughs> we need to clear this two top." You know what I'm reminded of is uh, uh, this recipe slash uh, small article from um, Nigella Lawson. It's called something like uh, "Cooking at Home Can Be an Act of Feminism," okay. and in it, she says something really interesting. She says uh, she says that uh, you know most people are afraid to like they're like, "Oh, I'm just a home cook." You know, they're like, oh, I don't, I'm just cooking at home. No one's like, hey, I'm fucking like great at this. And it's mostly women who are like home cooks saying that sort of thing. Yeah. But she kind of goes on to say like, well, kind of like fuck like what chefs are doing. It's dramatic. Yeah. It's very over the top. It and is. it's like, those are things that I, that I do agree with. For sure. A lot. We should be like, kind of like, I wish, you know what I'm saying about this with the, her in this, in this, what in saying? this show is fuck it. You are a good cook. You should be saying that. Yeah. Like it kind of bums me out a little bit that she's like, I know I'm not a chef. And I'm like, the food's clearly good. Yes. You know, uh, and you're good at what you do. It sucks that like, I don't know, people have to qualify it a little bit. The okay, so so yeah, I, I, I do agree you with you. You know what I'm you. saying? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it that she has to do so much yeah. defending of this thing. When really she is what um uh, her when I say that this show is lifestyle porn. Uh, what I mean by that is like there are going to be people watching this and they're like, Ugh, I want that. I want to just live in a redone uh, streamlined trailer and just Absolutely. like befriend a pig and then kill him and serve him uh, <laughs> to my closest friends who just conquered cancer. Right. Like, you know, like the, this, the, the stories and the relationships and right. the whole thing of like, Nobody's outside of the kitchen ripping four cigarettes before they, and then doing a bump of cocaine right. off the webbing which of their hand. Which we've seen too much of. Which we have seen That's too much of. That's almost what I like about this. The nihilistic kitchen. It's not a nihilistic kitchen at all. No. It's, it's all about the beliefs and what things should be. And and it is refreshing. Mm-hmm. I also am going to say it is boring because like the- Oh. A, I watched the whole thing, Danny. And- You didn't watch every episode. We watched every episode. You did. Yeah. And, and, and the, the story- of an episode will be like, I just don't, I just don't feel right about what we're doing with the blueberries. I just, I'm not in love with right. how we're centering the blueberries right. on this plate. Right. And which is what a small town is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like the story of the day is like, Oh my God, the blueberries. That's the story of freedom. Maine that is the story on, a, on a given day. But this is a lifestyle that people are going to aspire to, that lots of people are aspiring to. People, uh, It's on Magnolia Network, and the whole idea behind the Joanna Gaines yeah. Magnolia Network is like, uh, have a life that you currently aren't living. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. make that for yourself. Put some fucking planks up on your backsplash and pretend you're in a pirate ship. I mean, watching this made me not want to move back to Pennsylvania, but like when I do go back in the summer for like maybe a month or two, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm going to do pop-ups and yeah. I'm going to use things that I find in the forest and like things that I've really wanted to do. I mean, I really do. Uh, I know I, I definitely, I envy it a little bit. Their quiet little life that they're living and running this restaurant is yeah. like a fucking dream. Oh yeah. Seems um, like nobody's driven by profit margins or anything like they're that, doing. They got to be doing well. They have, yeah. But it also, it's not like they're like trying to turn tables over and and get as many true. people in the That's thing. True. And there's That's true. So it it is weirdly subversive what she's doing. That it is not completely a capitalistic like let's fleece this town of <laughs> all of its money. <laughs> nor is it this tourist drive thing right. where it's like let's commercialize this town in any way. Right. It does feel very pure. Weirdly. Uh, almost too pure. I mean, oh, there's a, all women, all white women. <laughs> there's a though that that too, that too. A little too pure. But I mean, it's also it's Maine. It's, I get it. I, I guess I guess it's Maine. It's Maine. I get it. Um, there was a little bit underneath there where like every so often she'll be like, "No pressure." I'm like, "You make a lot of jokes about how there's no pressure, but I think you're quietly seething." That's what like with some of these people, I'm like, <laughs> "You you might like it's very 
it's very uh, calming on camera right. and very nice television. But I try to watch some of the scenes and go, are you quietly very upset right now? Yeah. There might be something behind there. And they might be. I think I think any restaurant, there's just go- there's going to be a little anger or frustration. One of you I'm smokes. I'm sure there is. One, One of you of smokes. One of you is smoking camel crushes. One of you is smoking off camera. One of you is crushing a camel cigarette. Yeah, outside. Yeah. I'm sure they smoke. Have they don't, they don't show to. it. They don't show it. It's nice. I think it's funny because it's so nice. I do think this is funny, but I, I don't want to mock it, but I think it's a funny show to watch because I'm just like, it's so nice, and it's the opposite of every kitchen I've ever worked in. I, I kind of can't believe this show is real. I, I do think it's worth a watch. I got stabbed at a restaurant one time with a paperclip <laughs> from, another, from another chef. He stabbed me. I was talking a ton of shit, and he was like, okay, motherfucker, and he came by me while I was working at an omelet station one time, and he got a paperclip, and he just went, bah! And he hit me in my forearm. It's like prison. And I'm like cooking for other people. And I'm like, I'm bleeding right now, asshole. I had to like kind of cover it. And then as soon as I finished the omelet, I was like, someone cover my station. And I had to wash my arm and put a mayonnaise on. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Would it kill you to hire an ex-con <laughs> from time you? to time, Lost Kitchen Girl? <laughs> Maybe that's who TJ is. I highly recommend this uh, Television. The reason I, I I haven't watched the other episodes is because it gets into COVID related stuff, and I just kind of tune out. Yeah, I, the I, COVID I stuff. I mean, it's the same story every time. We're all in this together. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. blah. James. But I love Discovery Plus. This is a good Discovery Plus. Show. I subscribe to this, uh, Discovery Plus now for that reason. Yeah. I want to watch Giada. Bobby and Giada in Italy. I, watch yeah. it. We'll talk about it next. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Uh, James, where can people find you? Do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep uh, putting out my stupid little videos and recording my stupid little podcasts. Uh, but, yeah. uh, uh, you can, uh, watch me stream, uh, myself playing, uh, Pokemon and some other games on twitch.tv slash shrimp sure. and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at shrimp where I post my little thoughts and my little pictures of my little life and my stupid little jokes. Hey, that all sounds wonderful. Uh, you can follow me at Palumbros, P-A-L-U-M-B-R-O-S, on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm not on there right now. I hope to get back on soon. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just let it die in the middle of the night. Uh, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Danny's afraid of my calls to action. Ah! <laughs> and uh, I sell pasta out of my apartment every Sunday, uh, doing some fun things this week. Yeah, maybe I'll drop a little menu. Nah, I don't know. Nah, don't do it on the uh, But uh, uh, every it's Sunday, I sold, I sold 27 Orders of pasta last week. That was a, that was a high. Your your pasta is always great. It's doing good. And uh, if you want to come by and get some pasta, and uh, follow me on Instagram and check out my foraging adventures, please do so. Uh, that was the macaroni zone. Thank you so much for listening, and goodbye. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone.